0: good to see that you came out amen amen this is what it's all about coming out and getting something more from God amen so before we start tonight I want to pray Father God we just thank you and praise you Lord thank you for your son Jesus Lord thank you for this time that we're in this season that we're in Lord God Lord God celebrating The birth of Jesus, Lord God, celebrating the gift that you've given us, Father God. Lord God, that word that has changed our lives and transformed us and, Lord God, moved in our hearts and our minds, Lord God. We thank you in, in every way that we can, Lord God, just to please you, Lord God, for everything that you're doing tonight, Lord God, and for those that are out there, Lord God. Lord God, we pray, Lord God, for this city, Father God. Lord God, that their lives would be touched, Lord God, that the word would go out, Father God, and Lord God minister to those that are lost and dying and hurting, Lord God, Lord God that are caught up, Lord God, and the things that Lord God that they need to get out of, Father God, and we give you all the glory and honor, Father God. Use us in a mighty way in Jesus' name, Amen. You know, I I, I thought of. Uh, um, try to think of a title, and and the title just kind of changes because of what God is wanting to do. And a lot of times, you know, we we come here and we expect some heavy, revvy message from, from the Lord, and a lot of times God just wants to give us something simple. Sometimes we just need to get right back to the basics. You know, and, and a lot of times we want we want to get into the meat of the Word, and we want to we want to uh, we want to hear something that we want to hear, but sometimes God has wanted us to hear what He wants us to hear. Amen. And 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 the message, you know, it, um, it it has to relate to myself as well, because you know we all need it. Hold on a second, here. wife. I'm still I do still like to write my message out and then I print it out and. I got a I got a little laptop. I still don't use it though. <laughs> I tried it once up here, and I and it, I just not comfortable with it yet. So bear with me. But you know, uh, just think about this. You know, this is a season when one, one, and it's time to to sh- to share the word. You know, we're 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 out chopping. We're out doing all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. We're running around. We're running around with our families. We're running around with our friends, we're running around with our brothers and sisters, or we're fellowshipping, we're doing things. But think about the, the fact that, what if somebody you didn't know would come up to you and says, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? And what would your response would be? What, what would their response be to if you were to ask them, do you know Jesus? And right off they would say no. You know, their first response is, "No, I don't. I don't know Jesus. What do you mean? Who is this Jesus? Wow, you mean you really don't know Jesus? Never heard of him. What does he do? Are you Are you thinking now? Are Are you opening up? Are you Is your, your mind soaking in what What's going on?" He says, no, I never heard of him. What does he do? Well, he saves lives. Wow, wow. He saves lives. How how does he do that? Well, honestly, I didn't know at first. But because I believed in the word, the word I believed in. What do you mean believe? Does God have your attention? Because see, that's what we need to realize: is God's wanting to get our attention to understand it's the Word of God that that changed our lives. That's the reason why we're here. It's the truth that has set us free. Each and every one of us had to have heard the Word of God somewhere, somehow. Some somebody prayed for him, for us. Somebody uh uh, t- talked to us. Somebody shared the word with us. Uh, we picked up a track and, and we read it and, and something changed in our lives. Something was stirring up in our lives. I remember the first time I was walking to the store on a Sunday morning and this guy showed up out of nowhere. Here... Any, any other day I'd be walking that same route and there'd be nobody out there on the road, on the streets, at that time in the morning, but here this guy shows up and shares the Word of God with me. And it changed me. I didn't get saved, but something settled inside of me that got me to, to start to think about my life and what was going on but see that's what god wants to do in our lives he wants to change us he wants to transform us he wants to renew us he wants to restore us and give us hope so tonight i'm going to look at at a scripture in romans 12 verse 1 and 2 and i'm going to read out of the niv first of all he said therefore i urge you brothers and sisters God's Word. The Word of God is what changed us. The Word of God is what transformed us. The Word of God is what changed. You know, we, uh, we talk about real faith and real change. Well, that's what God is doing in our lives, is He wants to bring real change. And I don't care if you've been saved one day, a week, a month, a year, several years, five, ten years you still need to be changed and transformed because we spend more time out there in the world than we do in church. So now I'm going to read again the same scripture, but this time out of the Message Bible. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life you're sleeping, you're eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fit your attention on God You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognize what is what, what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down, it is to the level of immaturity. But God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. Amen. But here we look at a, a, the Message Bible. It, you talk, your everyday life, everything that you do every day in your life, and yet you 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 do it without even thinking. You run around. You go to work. You go to you take kids to school. You go shopping. You you stop at the mall or whatever you're doing. But you don't think about anything that you're doing. You just do it. But God wants you to be changed in how you do things see we're so used and we're so comfortable in doing the things that we do all the time he says it's 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 your culture and he wants to change how you've been brought up we've all been brought up in different cultures we've been brought up in different ways and and different parts of the country and some of us come from other countries but my family, they came from Italy. They came here. They wanted change. And and the thing is that today, if, if many of you don't know, today is December 7th. And who knows what that is? The bombing of Pearl Harbor where the United States had to step into World War II. But our soldiers went out and fought so that we can have freedom. Because they wanted that change. But how many of you want change in your life? How many want transformation in your life? How many want to do something different? God God didn't get a hold of you just to come to church week after week and stay the same. I'm going to read that scripture one more time, but this time out of the King James Version. I beseech you, therefore brethren by the mercies of god that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto god which is your reasonable service your reasonable service and and when i i was reading that and 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 i looked it up at what it really meant and and, and the the wording that that original wording was lo, chiccos lo Hopefully I'll say it right. Logicos la are logical performance. Logical performance. are reasonable performance. God is wanting to get us to realize that what we do for the change that needs to be taking place in our in our lives is that we have to think about it. Don't just do things. I remember I had to make, a, 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 I was doing things and I, I, I was uh, in, a, in a position where uh, I was out of work and, and I was looking to make some easy money and my wife told me, don't do it. But I didn't listen. I didn't listen. See, what God was wanting you to realize is that you need to listen. You need to pay attention to what he has to tell you, what he has to say for you, what he wants you to do. We can't just continue to have this conception that I can just continue to do what I want to do. I want to do things my way. I want to, I I got, I got it all down. I know how to do it. I know how to handle it. I've been saved for a year, two years, five years. I can do it my way. You did it your way your whole entire life, and that's why we were messed up. We're knuckleheads. Face it, we all messed up. Face it, ask yourselves, how many go through struggles and trials and tribulations in this place? You don't even have to show your hands. But I'll tell you what. I've done a lot of stupid things, even being saved. But will we admit that we mess up? Will we... Will we call on God? Will we cry unto the Lord and ask Him, Lord, I, I need your help. I need your I need Your assistance in this area of my life. I can't do it my way anymore. Well, how many of us will make the effort to even call out to God and say, here I am, God. I give you my life. I lay it down before you because I can't do it my way anymore. But yet we'll continue to do things the way we want to do things in our own thinking, in our own ways. And God's telling us we need to be transformed. We need to be renewed. We need to be restored. Jesus, uh, he, here Nicodemus came up to Jesus and, and, and Jesus told him, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus couldn't understand what Jesus was telling him. And he was thinking, well, how can I go back into my mother's womb? But Jesus says, no, you need to be transformed. You need to be renewed. You need to be restored. And how? How is that going to happen? It's through the Word of God. The Word of God is what cultivated us, what captured us, what got a hold of us, what pulled us out from where we were at. That's why we're here. That's why most of us come here on Wednesday night. It's because we want more of the Word of God in our lives so that we can still be changed. See, the problem out there in the world, what captivates us, it, what it says in First John 2.16, it says, "For "...in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, and is not of the Father, but of the world." See, so we spend most of our time in the world, and, and it grabs a hold of us. The devil knows exactly what we can be pulled away from. We can be pulled away from the Lord just by showing us this, or letting us see something. Or we just get enticed by our own flesh. That's right. He, that's why the Lord tells us that we need to die daily to this flesh, because our flesh gets out of hand. Our flesh wants to do whatever it wants to do. And our flesh is not pleasing to God. It's It's only acceptable to ourselves. That's why we find ourselves always messed up. But we need to be changed. We need to be transformed, he says. We need to be renewed, restored. We need to spend more time with the Lord, but we spend more time out there in the world than we do with God. How many of us would even even uh, don't even show your hands? Will pick up your word, your Bible, and read it daily? Because see, that's that's the problem that we have as Christian in Christianity is we don't want to read the Word of God. We don't want to find out what God has for us. We think that oh, the only time I can hear the Word of God is on Wednesday nights or Sunday when I come to church. No, you got to have it daily, he says. You need to to have his word daily. You need to eat it daily. You need to have a desire for it daily. It can't just be once in a while. Well, I remember that uh, my mom one year, she says, well, the Bible sat there on the table for years and years and years and never opened it up. And then she decided, well, let's read the word. And I was brought up a, a Catholic. So she has this old Bible, and it's, she opened it up, and said, well, let's just start reading from whatever. Who knows where we started reading. That only happened maybe once or twice, and then the book closed, and it sat there for years and years and years. See, that's what happens when we come to the Lord. We, we start to get too religious that we think we don't need to read the Word. We just have to listen to what somebody else is going to tell us. But you know something? When when you're being preached the Word of God, you need to line it up with the Word of God. You need to make sure that the pastor that's preaching up here or whoever's preaching up here lines up with the Word of God. It can't be, it's my Word. No, my Word is not worth a hill of beans. I'm sorry. I don't have it all together. I've blown it. I've made mistakes. I can admit it. Because why? Because of what God has been doing in my life. 2 Timothy 2.15 It says, Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. When Jesus was tempted after 40 days by Satan, Jesus fasted for 40 days, but then Satan tempted him. But you know, Jesus came back every time against the enemy, against the devil, against anything that he said with the word of God. The word of God. The word of God. Something that we don't even want to, we don't want to get close to it. We don't want to get near it. But we want to know something. The word of God, if you have more of the word of God in your life, the more power and authority that you're going to have against the enemy when he comes against you. When he attacks you, when you go through the struggles, when you go through the trials, when you go through the valleys, you got to have something to fight with. When you go out, you got to put on that whole armor of God. But if you don't have the Word of God inside of you, what are you going to go out with? Just yourself? When you have the Word of God, you're already putting on the belt of truth. You're already carrying the sword of the Spirit, the sword of the Word. But that's not on that's not enough. You gotta you gotta put on the whole armor of God. You gotta put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate, the shield of faith, your feet shot with the preparation of the, the gospel. You gotta have the whole armor. You can't just go out there and say, I'm gonna fight the enemy with my own strength. I, I think about Chama when he was out there in the bean field and he was left alone. But you know something, he didn't go and fight the enemy on his own strength. He called upon the Lord God Almighty, and God was there, and God's presence was there with him, that that sword stuck to his arm, to his hand, like it was welded. Because that's how strong the Word of God is, if you allow it to be in your life, and allow the power and the authority of God to be inside of you. That you have something strong to fight with. He had victory that day, but he didn't have victory on his own. He had victory through the power of the Lord. But we want to go out there and we want to fight battles on our own. We want to take it on ourselves. Oh, I know how to do this. Really. Messed up for too many years of my life. And ended up with nothing. Nothing. Came to the Lord with nothing. I had a few items, but that was nothing compared to what God has blessed me with today. And I don't, I'm not serving God for the blessings. I'm not serving God to get what He wants to give me. I'm serving God because I'm thankful for what He's done in my life. But a lot of times we come over here and we, th- we think, well, gee, uh, I can do it. I can do it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't... I, I heard that before. I don't I don't need that. I, that. That's for somebody else. You know, I remember back in the days where you say, oh, the preachers would say, oh, yeah, we let the Word of God go over our heads because it, we always thought it was for somebody else. No, it's for you. It's for you. It's for you. It's for you. It's for every one of you that are here. It's not for anybody else, but it's for yourself. Apply it to your own life. Listen to the Word of God and apply it to you. Psalms 130, verse 1 through 5, he says, Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, keep my keep record of sins, Lord, who can stand? But with you there is forgiveness. So we can, with reverence, serve you. I wait for you, Lord. My whole being waits. And in His Word, I put my hope. In His Word, I put my hope. I know that the Lord's going to be there for me. I know that He's going to help me. I know that He's going to make a way for me. I know that He's going to protect me and guide me when I go through things. Because I'm going to cry out to Him. I'm not going to cry out to somebody in the world. God's wanting you to cry to Him. So come come close tonight with a couple more scriptures though before we close. In 2 Corinthians one, Paul's writing in verse twelve is now this is our boast. Our conscience testifies that we have conducted ourselves in the world, and especially in our relations with you with integrity and godly sincerity we have done so rely not on worldly wisdom but on god's grace for we do not write to you anything that we cannot read or understand and hope that as as you are understood as you have understood us in part you will come to understand fully that we can boast of us just as we will boast of you in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. He says, we can't do it on our own. We do it on God's strength, on God. We're going to live the way God wants us to live. We're going to be obedient to his word, but it's got to be inside of you. The word of God has got to be in you. The Word of God has got to be flowing in you. It's got to be in your heart. But first of all, it's got to penetrate your mind because your mind's messed up. In 1 John 5, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves His child as well. This is how you know that you love the children of God. By loving God and carrying out His commands. In fact, this is the love of God, to keep His commands. And His commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that we overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that can overcome the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. And I'm going to conclude with this one last scripture in Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong. Be courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. 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 Praise God. Brothers and sisters, we need We need God's strength. We need His power. We need His authority. But it's only going to come when we study His Word. It's only going to come when we break out that book, that sword that we have, the sword of the Spirit, you know, that God has placed inside of us, the Holy Spirit, you know... The Holy Spirit is what's here tonight, flowing in our lives tonight. It's the Holy Spirit that's moving and touching us. It's the Holy Spirit that when we first heard the Word of God, that cultivated us, that captivated us, that got a hold of us and then pulled us and, and drawn us to God. So, if you, you know, if you're here tonight, and, and just because you come to church doesn't mean you're saved. Just because you've been coming for years doesn't mean you got it all together.